Hey, everybody. This episode is a rebroadcast of one of my favorite interviews I've conducted so far on the show. I'll be mixing these best of episodes in with brand new interviews over the next few months. I encourage you to check them out if you're new to the show. And if you've been a longtime listener, side note, thank you. I encourage you to listen again, as you might just catch some insight you didn't before. Enjoy. Hi, I'm Sean. I've always been curious about the answers to life's big questions. I thought it would be cool to seek some of those answers through conversations with others on a similar path. My intention with these conversations is to inspire you to think bigger, to challenge what you believe to be possible. I'd like to invite you to think outside the lines. Hey, it's Sean, and I want to welcome you to the Think Outside the Lines podcast, where my objective is to bring you insightful conversations with thought leaders who are doing their part to make the world a better place. Now, I want to tell you about a couple of exciting things in the works. First up, I've just relaunched thinkoutsidethelines.com, which I'm pretty excited about since I now offer virtual coaching, which gives me the opportunity to connect with and mentor people all over the world. And you can also learn more about me, about the podcast. We've also got some other cool stuff in the works over there, so be sure to head over and check it out. And if you aren't already, please follow me on Instagram. You can do that at Think Outside the Lines. It helps you stay up to date with all the latest guests and everything related to the show. And lastly, I'd love if you'd head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review for the show. I've got some amazing guests coming up, and the best way for new listeners to discover the show is for Apple to promote it. And they do this when a show receives great reviews in addition to streams and downloads. I want to thank you so much for your support. I'm super grateful to everyone who listens, and I'm excited to bring you some great content in the future. My guest today provides so many nuggets of wisdom that you're probably going to want to keep a pen and paper handy and take some notes. She helps entrepreneurs by showing them step-by-step how to increase revenue, drive more online traffic, grow their email list, and strengthen their connections with their target market. Drawing on her years as a content developer and marketer for some of the country's top corporations, along with her own experience in building a business from scratch, she provides priceless insights for a stress-free approach to starting and growing your online business. With an email list of over 150,000 subscribers, a devoted following on social media, and a hit podcast, she shows that nice girls and guys don't have to finish last when it comes to making a living and a life that you love. She and I have known each other for our entire lives, and while it had been a while since we last connected, I have to say that talking to her, it felt as if we had just seen each other yesterday. She is such a kind and amazing human being, and she shares tons of amazing insight in our conversation. I'm confident that if you aren't already, by the end of this episode, you will most certainly be a fan. It's time to think outside the lines with the lovely Amy Porterfield. Amy Porterfield. How are you? I'm so good. How are you? I'm so excited to talk to you. Oh my God, me too. Seriously, so excited. I can't even believe it. It just feels super weird and just crazy that we're all grown up and we're doing a podcast together. Seriously. So I have to say the funniest thing really quick before we get started. Tell me. I, I had a screenshot and I'll send it to you. I'll probably put it in the show notes too. But like, so my show was in new and noteworthy business and yours was, was in what's hot business, literally like right below each other. Okay. You need to send it to me because I want to send it to my mom and dad. Oh my God. It was the coolest thing ever. And I was just like, this is just like you said, <laughs> just so surreal. So surreal. It is. I mean, I always just think of like our lake trips and <laughs> I have like so many weird memories of us, like weird in a good way, but totally. it's just so weird that we're all grown up. Now, I always start off my interviews with some icebreaker questions so people can get to know you a bit. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. 
Tell me three words that best to describe you. Ooh, okay. Um, best describe me. I would say silly, okay. um, focused, and in love with love. Oh, I love that. I oh. know it wasn't really three words, right? But I am in love with love. No, love is a word that requires many words sometimes to describe it, even if you have to repeat them. So, so true. Love it. We'll get into more love stuff later. What is your greatest desire in life at the moment? To be a really good wife and mom. That truly is. I mean, I focus on work more than I'd like to admit, and it's a big deal in my life. But to be a really good wife and mom, that's a, that's a big deal to me. Oh, I love that so much. I know that'll resonate <laughs> with so many people. Uh, favorite place you've ever traveled to? Oh, I would have to say Gold Coast, Australia. Absolutely oh gorgeous. Have you ever been to Australia? I, no, I haven't. In fact, someone on the show the other day was talking about that. Tell me why you love it so much. It is just so absolutely perfect. It feels like hardly anyone is there every time I go. And there's tons of people there, but the beaches are so gorgeous and huge and the people are so friendly. And I just feel like I can be alone, but still be around some amazing people at the same time. And I, I usually, because I work so much and I'm stressed a lot and all that good stuff, I like that it, that opportunity just to totally unwind. And when I go there, I feel I can do that every time. Totally. That's amazing. I love it. Uh, tell me about someone you admire. Someone I admire. This is going to be a little bit cheesy, but it's really, truly the truth. I really admire my husband, Hobie. And let me tell you just real quick why. Okay. He is an amazing guy, of course, because I married him. But when he was 36 years old, he was a general contractor, hated the business he had grown and he had built it himself and just hated it. And he said to me, Amy, and this will resonate with you, but he said, I want to become a firefighter. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and in, because your dad was a firefighter and my dad was a firefighter and that's how we know each other and grew up. Totally. Then you know that that's kind of a big deal when you're 36 years old. Absolutely. Yeah. You don't go after trying to be a firefighter, especially not in Southern California. Anyway, he did. And this guy was amazing. And now he is a San Diego firefighter, loves his job, but he went through a lot and it was very humble to get there. And I just always think of, wow, if he can do that, that man can do anything. So I'm really proud of him. And it just kind of is a great thing to see. And it was a great thing for my son to see his dad go through that at such a later age going for a firefighter. So I Absolutely. admire that. That's so cool. I yeah. honestly, I feel like that's the perfect example of thinking outside the lines because Truly. to be honest, like that's, I think people have this misperception that you can't start over at a certain, any point in your life. I'm a believer that it's never too late to pursue the things that you're passionate about and things that you've always wanted to do. Um, and I just feel like that story is such an amazing example of that. So It's so true. And I don't know if I believed that you could either until I saw that and I'm thinking, Hey, if you could do that, you can, you can start anything at any age. Now I'm a believer. So I'm with you there. Totally. I love it. Uh, what would be the title of your autobiography? Oh my gosh. These are so difficult. <laughs> what would be the title? Work in progress. Always. Love it. Love yeah. it. That's perfect. Um, what's the best thing that's happened to you this week? Ooh, this week. Okay. So the best thing that happened to me this week is that I went to the gym three times and that's a <laughs> big deal because I do not love working out. Yeah. And I went this morning, it was my third time this morning and I have a trainer and she's like, we're really doing this. And I looked at her like, yeah, you're really right. So it's kind of a big accomplishment for me. It's a tiny one, but it's good. I don't think that's tiny at all, especially because it's, we're recording this in like late January and a lot of people have given up on that resolution by now. I feel like it's one of those things where 
You know what I mean? Like people Good start point. at the beginning of the year. So the fact that you're still in it. I am so in it. I am not giving up. This is happening. So yeah, it was, it was a good week. Love it. Very motivating. All right. Finally, you can recommend one book that will change someone's life. What is it? So this is a workbook. Okay. It's called Rework. And it's all about looking at your business differently. And in my opinion, it's all about going about it a little bit more in a simpler fashion. And it is so good. And you can read it literally in one sitting. Rework, one of my favorite books. Sounds amazing. All right, I'm putting the show notes. We'll check it out. Cool. All right, Amy. So words cannot describe how excited I am to have you on the show today. First of all, I think we need to go like way back to the beginning. You and I have known each other. I think we've actually known each other since birth. Is that It true? has to be. That's what I was thinking. Okay. Okay. So our dad used to work together on the fire department, um, as you stated a moment ago. And I think that your mom used to actually babysit me, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Okay. So yes, I've known you my whole life. Yes. Um, and I think we've kind of kept in touch throughout the years. And I've, obviously, I followed your career trajectory on social media. And I'm ridiculously proud of everything you've accomplished. Oh, thank you. Um. And so obviously when I started this podcast, you were naturally one of the first people I wanted to talk to. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here today. Well, I'm excited just seeing you do this. I mean, you're right. We've stayed in and out of touch throughout all these years. And to be here with you, both of us talking about what we do now and kind of building the lives that we want. That's pretty amazing since we've known each other since diapers. So I'm just honored to be here. So I'd love for you to start off by telling us a little bit about your background and also kind of what you believe to be the message that you were brought here to share with the world. Well, let's see a little bit about my background. Um, I have always been in marketing kind of since the beginning, and I worked with peak performance coach Tony Robbins. So for about six and a half years, got to travel the world with Tony. That's where I first learned about Gold Coast, Australia, and we would go to all these events and I got to work on the content that he would do on stage or in his digital products. So that job really, really shaped me and made me want to be an entrepreneur because that's what Tony teaches in so many of his different lessons. So I took everything that he's ever taught me and went out on my own about six years ago and started my own online marketing business. Now it's changed and morphed into something different over the last few years, but what's a really big deal for me is going out there and doing something on my own and becoming my own boss. And so I feel like my message out there, my goal for helping other entrepreneurs is you do have something in you that you could make your very own and start your own business. And I always thought that I had nothing that would actually translate into my own business. And so the fact that I was able to do it, I have very, a big faith that most everybody can do something like this. So my goal is to help people build their businesses online using online marketing strategies, but not just build their businesses, build something they love, nurture something they love. And then from there, create a lifestyle by their own design, whatever that lifestyle may be. I love that so much. What do you think it is about like our generation in particular that has that aspiration? Because I feel like we're the first, I mean, obviously there's been entrepreneurs since the dawn of business, but I feel like there's something specific about our generation and people behind us even that just feel that need to work for themselves and do their own thing. You know, I think that part of it is that we have so many amazing opportunities at our fingertips. I mean, just technology in general has changed so drastically that it makes being your own boss, in my opinion, so much easier than let's say years and years past. But also I think there's this 
we've got this like driving force in us that says like, Hey, if, if you can do it, I can do it. And I think so many of us realize it's not just about the work. There's a lifestyle that can be had in all of this as well. And you can shape that if you want. And I think that so there's so much talk about like a lifestyle business and yeah. sh- shaping the life that you want doesn't always work when you're into ni- a nine to five. So I think that's a huge draw as well. Totally. Uh, you mentioned working with Tony Robbins for a while, and I obviously he's had a huge impact on many lives, including mine. Uh, oh. Can you talk a bit about that experience and maybe what your biggest takeaway from that was? It was pretty amazing. I mean, getting to work so closely with him and and learning the things that he teaches on stage, but I got to learn them every single day going into the office. It was pretty incredible. I have some lessons that I learned from him that I take, I took into my own business and use every day. One of the lessons I learned from him was to become resourceful. So in my business, there's nothing that I feel like I can't do or can't figure out. Now, it doesn't mean it's going to be easy or I'm going to do it on my own, but I do feel like there's no such thing as no, Amy, we can't do that. And I think my team knows that, which is pretty cool. So it's nothing I ever hear. So resourcefulness, finding a way, getting creative is something that I've always done from the get-go. And another thing that I learned from him that was huge for me, and this is going to be helpful to anybody wanting to be an entrepreneur and start their own thing is that you got to find some people that you admire and you really know are doing a good job and doing the type of work that you want to do and model their strategies, find out what they're doing, study what they're doing, see if you can get in touch with them and learn from them or just learn from the sidelines. But you got to find someone who's doing what you want and model that because you don't need to reinvent the wheel and there's no need to these days. And and I've always uh, believed that and basically how I've built my business. Totally. Uh, He also talks a lot about kind of how you start your day is how your day progresses. Do you have a particular like morning routine that you follow as a successful entrepreneur? I do now. Now it's always the workout has to happen before the work happens, because if I move my body and I actually focus on, you know, let's start the morning out being healthy, I'm in a better place when I sit down. And I haven't always been that way, but for the last few months, I've been really thinking, okay, you're right. Tony has this routine. And quite honestly, in everything that man does, he's got a routine. And when it comes to getting up in the morning and what he does, he's so purposeful about that. And so, yeah, I definitely am. uh, I get up before my boys get up. So I have a son and my husband. And so before the boys get up, I'm up. I do my quick journaling. I write uh, write a few thoughts down and then I start moving my body and then I have a good breakfast and all of that has to happen before I get on email, before I answer my team or anything like that. And the thing is, I always want to get on email first. I always want to answer (laughs) my team first. So it is a habit that is really hard to break, not to check email, but I've been doing a pretty good job about it. Love it. Those are some amazing tips. Uh, so you're a pretty significant influencer in the online marketing space. Uh, I personally feel like there's a lot of noise out there in terms of online marketing strategy, but I feel like your content is, it's much more intentional and it really does offer a lot of value. Is there, is it just that you're more intentional or do you care more? Like, what do you think your secret is? Oh, what a great question. And thanks for such a nice compliment. I think my, um, I think why it resonates so much with budding entrepreneurs, especially 
is because I have this motto and my motto is pursue simple, get fancy later. And I didn't come up with that motto. A good friend of mine, Brad Martinow came up with it. And I literally called him and said, I have to steal it. It has to be mine. (laughs) And I, everything I do, I think about pursuing simple first. And so when someone's just getting started in their online business, there's some, there's some foundational strategies that you need to think about in terms of getting things started. One being you got to build an email list. And so when I teach that, I don't make it complex. I don't make it like it's, you know, we're doing, we're doing really difficult things. I teach it in a way like this is what you've got to do in order to build a business online. I always say, You really don't have a viable business online if you don't focus on building a quality email list. So I go about it in a really simple way. I also am very transparent with all of my big mistakes. Like I am the first person to say what I do wrong and what I'm struggling with. And I feel like a liar if I don't. So my audience knows my good, my bad, my ugly. They know it all. And I take them behind the scenes. And one more thing, I do a lot of handholding in all of my teaching and my trainings. And the reason for that is because I know that's how I would want it. And I think sometimes when we're getting started, it feels like everybody else is doing bigger things than we're doing. And it's a horrible feeling when you start to compare yourself to everybody else online. And I can promise you their life might look so nice and shiny and perfect. And they're making millions of dollars behind the scenes. That's usually not always the story. And so I really try to remind my students, you know, you got to just put your head down and do the work and we can't compare because you never know that story. Wow. You know what? I'll tell you right now, like the short answer to your question, that was such valuable stuff that you just said. But the short answer to your question, from my perspective, is authenticity. I I think that's why you resonate so deeply with people. I appreciate you saying that. I think if I had just said that, maybe I would have felt like I was tooting my own horn. But I'm glad you said that because that's truly my goal. I just want to be real. I love that you have like a kindness about you I mean there's there's something in your voice there's an authenticity there that really makes me feel like you care about the people that you're helping and I think that that really does resonate with people well you know you have it too mister so you'd have that exact same thing so I think that's going to help you go far thank you now you also host a podcast which I'm a huge fan of um tell me a little bit about the podcast what that experience has been like for you and kind of what made you decide to get into the podcasting arena Well, I knew it was important to have consistent content and I wanted to have something where every single week I was creating original content. The challenge was for many years, I tried to blog and have a new blog come out every week. And although I like to write, I'm not quick at writing and I'm not the best writer out there. So it was a struggle for sure. And what I realized is, okay, I'm not creating consistent content. Like I'm not getting my message out there enough. And if you want to win at this online marketing game, you've got to be creating content. So that's when I ventured into podcasting and I don't know about you, but I absolutely love it. Are you having a fun time with your podcast? I have to tell you. So I've, I've been doing it for a couple of months. Like I have a backlog of episodes because that was important to me when I launched. Okay. I'm impressed. But I will tell you right now (laughs) that like finding my flow in life has never felt more in sync than it does right now. Like Uh, I'm having so much fun. I love talking to people and much like you, like I always had an idea for a blog actually called think outside the lines. And I was going to have like guest contributors and people that were out there doing big things. And then it kind of just occurred to me. I was like, I actually love talking to people. Why don't I do a podcast? And so that's kind of what the, you know, the trajectory has been, but I have to tell you, it's, it's the most fun I've ever had. And I, right. Yeah. It's, and it's just so cool because you can do solo shows where you teach and you teach your own strategies and get your message out there, but then you've got interviews that you can do and, and learn from new people. And I bet like, like me, like I learned so much from the people that I interview that I feel like this is as much about me as it is about them. 
hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, I love so, that. Facebook marketing, you're literally an expert. Tell me why someone should that is starting an online business today should leverage not just the power of social media, but Facebook in particular to grow their audience. Okay, so the simple answer is there are over a billion active users on Facebook. It is very likely that your audience is on Facebook spending time there. But here's where I think the power of Facebook really comes into play. And that is Facebook advertising. And I'm telling you, anybody just starting out or those that have been in business for years and years should be using Facebook ads. It runs the spectrum of from beginners to more advanced. The fact that you can target your perfect ideal audience and get out in front of them in a way that is... Um, that's going to speak directly to them. And also you are able to drive traffic directly to opt-in opportunities to grow your email list. To me, there is no better strategy out there in online marketing than Facebook advertising. And so I hope I sound passionate enough that people will want to at least experiment with a little bit because it can change your business. I was just going to say, actually, my favorite thing about doing the show is when I hear somebody become like you are clearly passionate about everything it is you a do. big deal but like when you talked about Facebook they'll just in your voice I could feel like you just love it and like that's what I love is talking to people that are doing something that they love like nothing lights me up more it's a pretty amazing thing I always get the quote wrong but there's this quote by Buckminster Fuller and the quote is something like when you start doing the work that you really love it's a really different kind of experience I really should memorize the exact quote because that's not right but it truly is when you find your thing, and I know that that's where you are right now, Sean, when you find your thing, it's like, oh, this is a whole different experience. And you could talk about it all day and be excited about it all day. Yeah. That's really what life's all about, right? Totally. I was funny. I was at dinner last night with some people and someone was asking me about it, um, just like what the experience has been like. And I felt that same thing that when I was talking about what I'm doing, I just felt there's just something in my voice and my presence that I could just feel. You just know. Yeah, you just know. It's amazing. Yeah. Do you think every business should have an online marketing strategy in 2016? There, it would be really difficult for me to find one that did not need an online marketing strategy. So 99.9% .9 of the time, yes. Okay, that's what I thought you'd say. Um, do you have any simple tips? Like maybe I'm starting and I have kind of a small budget, but I want to look into Facebook ads to kind of grow my audience quickly. Anything I can know like right off the bat that might help me out? Yes, I think that... If you focus on growing a Facebook fan base, and let's say you have a few a few thousand Facebook fans, it might take you a little while to get there, but when you target your own Facebook fans, your ads are extremely inexpensive versus if you're going to target a cold audience on Facebook. And plus, they already like and know you. So if, let's say you put out an ad about a free cheat sheet or a free guide you've created, and it's only to your Facebook fans. You'll likely pay less than a dollar per lead. And these are people that genuinely are interested in you and likely won't want to buy when you're ready to sell. So grow your Facebook fans and run ads to them for a lead magnet, a free giveaway. And it's a really great combination to grow your email list and not have to break the bank on ads. Oh, you're giving us so much good stuff today, Amy. Thank you. <laughs> uh, webinars. You seem to love them. Uh, now that's that? one topic I could go on and on. About. <laughs> I won't, but I will say that the reason I love webinars so much is because you get to get your message out there and much like podcasts, they get to hear you and sometimes see you if you want to turn the camera on, but they get to know you at a whole different level. So when you are ready to sell something, and usually I cater to people that have online training courses or programs. So when you're ready to sell something like that online, doing a webinar where for about 45 minutes, you just teach your best stuff. Like you give your best stuff away for free. You're building affinity and trust while you're doing it. And then you get the opportunity to sell. You've earned it. You've already given away 
great, valuable content. So when you sell, people are engaged, they're interested, and you can make so much money. Not that it's only about money, but let's be honest, we're doing online businesses. We want to make a profit. I've never seen a bigger revenue booster than webinars when you do them right. So that's why I'm so passionate about them. It's fascinating to me. Like, I feel like that's... I don't know where to begin with that. Like everything you said resonates and I love it, but I wouldn't even know how to like begin to host a webinar or to like get people on my webinar. So I'm going to look to you and your podcast and your, your content for more. Information I've, I've got a free masterclass <laughs> about that. So definitely check it out because really it, you're, I'm so glad you said that though. So many people, when I ask, why haven't you ever done a webinar? They're like you, they're like, uh, I don't even know where to start. Yeah. And there's definitely a lot of pieces involved. But when you're ready to sell something online, that is a strategy you definitely want to look into. And like I said, I have a free masterclass that kind of walks you through how to get started. So I'm glad you brought that up. All right. Everything we talk about will be in the show notes today. Awesome. All right. So again, what I love about you the most, uh, your passion and enthusiasm for entrepreneurship. I just, I think that's so amazing. Um, many aspiring entrepreneurs feel stuck in their progress or they don't know where to begin. And they often hear things like just start or just take action. But Again, like we were talking about before, if they don't know what that action is, that advice really isn't helpful, right? right? So what is one tangible piece of advice that you would give someone who wants to get started but doesn't really know where or how? I would say that you want to spend a little time getting really clear on, and you won't know all the answers to this, but getting clear on at least who you think that you want to go after and learning more about them. And this is something, let me, this is a huge secret that I'm going to give you right now. Most people won't do this, what I'm going to say. And I wish so bad that I had done it right from the get-go. But you're chasing a million shiny objects because everyone's telling you do, to do a million things that it's normal not to do this. But if you sat down and said, okay, this is who I'm going after. And this is what I think they're all about and where their challenges is. And then you go find a few of those people and you get on the phone with them. You let them talk and talk and talk about the topic that you're hoping to start creating content around. And they'll tell you where their challenges are, what they want, what they need. That's going to really give you some great, great information and data and intel to start with. And then from there, the very next thing is, I do think you need to choose a content platform. Is it going to be a blog or a podcast or a video show? I think we all need our central hub. And like I said, right at the very beginning of this interview, my business has dramatically changed over the years. I used to only be known for social media and then only known for Facebook. Now I do list building and course creation and webinars. Your business can grow with you and grow with your audience, but you've got to start with a central hub where you're putting out original content. Usually it's a blog, but for Sean and I, it's a podcast. And I have to say, I think we would we would sway people toward the podcast world if we could. Absolutely. I think it gives you the opportunity to be more authentic. And not that writing doesn't, because there's a lot of people that have that natural ability with writing. But I think, again, like you and I have that love and I think a gift for conversation. And yeah. so that, that, you know, shines through. And it's, it's amazing the people you can connect with on iTunes, like iTunes is sending you traffic when you're in that new and no noteworthy. People have listened to you, Sean, that would have never found you anywhere else. And that oh, part I think is pretty fascinating. Yeah. I look at my stats on like my, my hosting. Aren't, aren't you blown away? I'm blown away that there's people like, hello, by the way, to people in Australia and Singapore, like <laughs> literally all over the world. And it's just like so insane to me. I'm just like how I know how they're finding it because, you know, the Apple juggernaut 
is right. definitely a bandwagon people want to be on. But it's it's so crazy to me to think that like, and I'm getting promotion. Like I'll Google the name of my show once in a while and I'll see like where it comes up. And it's crazy to see that like people just find it and talk about it. So and, very cool. Oh God, it's the coolest thing ever. Love it. Yeah. Highly recommend podcasting. A thousand percent. Definitely. Um, what is a challenge that you've encountered along the way that you would like to help someone listening right now who maybe they're on a similar trajectory and maybe you could help them not have to encounter that? I think one of the things that we need to remember is being an entrepreneur. So, so much of being an entrepreneur is mindset. And one thing I learned from Tony Robbins was that it's 80% mindset, 20% mechanics when you're building a business. And so for all of us looking to build a business online, and if you're feeling stuck and thinking, oh, this isn't working, and maybe you quit your job and now you're thinking, I've got to go back to the nine to five and I want to just shoot myself if that's going to happen. Like so many of us have been there. <laughs> you got to think, okay, I've got to get my head on straight. And whether that means you find a mentor or a mastermind or you confide in someone you really trust, but you've got to have peace. People surround you in your life that believe that you can do this. For me, it was definitely my husband where the whole time he was like, no, you've got this, you've got this. And I'd say, what if I have to go back to corporate? You're never going back to corporate. You'll figure this out. And for the first two years of my, my business, I was in debt. I was super challenged in terms of what I was going to do to get my name out there and what I was going to create and finding my perfect audience. And it was so very difficult. But after I got through that stage, I have to tell you, it became so much easier. And so just like anything in life, you got to get through that, that messy part. And if you're there, just know you're supposed to be there right now because it's shaping who you will be as an entrepreneur when you get out of it. So just stay with there, just stay there, try to be comfortable with the chaos. And there is an opportunity to move past it, but I don't think anyone really sails through it right away. Good stuff. I think that's so important just to stay motivated. Do you have any tips for reaching out to a mentor or because I think sometimes people are like, yeah, I'd love to reach out to so-and-so, but I have no idea, again, you know, where or how to go about that. So I have two tips. The first one is not for everybody, but one thing that I did right from the get-go is I got into an actual mastermind. So I researched some online marketing experts to see if they had a mastermind that I could join. Now, I will tell you it was really expensive. It was $17,000 when I hardly had any money and I had to pay it each month. And I was terrified and embarrassed to tell anybody that I joined this mastermind. It was the best decision I ever made in my entire life. It was um, from Marie Forleo, who's my mentor. Now she doesn't have the mastermind, but she has something called B-School that's kind of similar. But it's an amazing, amazing thing to get into a mastermind and learn from other entrepreneurs. Now, they're not all that crazy expensive, but I will say I paid for that because I needed to have skin in the game and show up and be accountable. So I'm a big fan of paying for masterminds when the expert's going to lead you and help you. And I was so green that I needed that. But also what you could do is you could find some people that you really admire, you love what they're doing, and you could always reach out to them and say, look, I'm looking for a business coach. And I'm wondering if you do any coaching or if not, do you know somebody who does? And sometimes that means you want to follow their blog for a while, give them some shout outs on social media, really support them and then approach them. I've been approached so many times by people that have said, you coach me. I don't do that kind of thing, but I know some great people that will. So I learn a little bit about them and then make some recommendations. So there's always going to be someone out there that will help you find a good mentor. You mentioned kind of like being in that space for a while where you're not able to figure things yes. out and things are kind of muddy. And I think that that's, I personally know that's where people, a lot of people give up, right? Right there. Yep. They're out. And I think there too, something is, there's something to be said about 
you can take all these courses and a lot of the courses, yours especially, have really great content and valuable information. But you do kind of have to play with things on your own and figure things out on your own and maybe come up with even a variation of that, right? Like you're teaching people the basic foundation, but they need to go through it and actually figure out how it applies to what they're doing. You're so right. And I think you need to remember, and this is something I haven't really talked about much anywhere else, but likely it's going to look a whole lot different, which I've already mentioned on this interview, but it's going to look a whole lot different a few years down the road. So don't be afraid to put your stake in the ground and say, this is what I'm teaching. This is what I'm all about. And if it morphs into something better and different down the road, that's cool. But I think people get scared about declaring that and you've got to, in order to keep moving forward. So yeah, you got to make it your own and just go with your gut in terms of what you want to do and be really careful. This is something that's a big deal to me. Be careful. You don't create a business that you don't actually like. So here I left a hundred thousand dollar a year job with Tony Robbins to do my own thing. I went out on my own and I started to do social media consulting for big businesses and I hated it. I was so miserable. And that was the first two years of business. I had created a a business that was making a whole lot more money and it was miserable for me. So then I had to say, okay, wait a second. I know how to make money now. I know how to grow a list, but I am not doing the kind of work I want to do. I wanted to create online training programs. And so I had to change things around. So just be careful. You're not saying yes to a bunch of stuff because the money's there. Cause that's essentially what I did for those first two years. Oh, good advice. Good advice. What are some tools and tricks that you use to stay inspired and motivated in your life? Some tools and tricks. So let's see here. One of the things I do is I do listen to a lot of podcasts. I love podcasts and I listen to the business ones, but I also listen to some fun ones because you get some great ideas when you step outside of your own niche. So don't you agree? Yeah. Copy blogger is one of my favorite blogs. And what I learned from copy bloggers, they said, stop only reading business books. Stop only listening to business podcasts podcast and do different things and experience different things outside of your niche. And you're going to learn so much more. So I've been doing that. I'm addicted to cereal. Do you ever listen to cereal? The so podcast? I have yet to venture into that territory. Oh my gosh. Be careful things. because you can't get out. I know. That's what I hear. <laughs> so that's one of my favorites. What do you think holds most people back from achieving their goals in life? I think doubting ourselves and beating ourselves up and not being patient with ourselves. I think it is really easy to look at everything that we're not doing right. And I know this personally because I will beat myself up more than anybody else ever could. And now, even after building a multi-million dollar business, I still hear that voice in my head like, you're not doing it right or someone else is doing it so much better. But the great thing about when you start to get really successful in your business is you can silence that voice a whole lot faster. Thank goodness. I don't think it ever goes away, but I think what holds us back is actually believing what we're telling ourselves. It's not the truth. It's just a really wild, crazy opinion of our lesser self. And so you've got to be able to say, I I hear you, but I'm not going to go there. And you just got to keep moving forward and do not look at everybody else that's doing business online and compare yourself. It is the worst trap ever. I speak from very personal experience. I love that. Such good, such good stuff. Now, you have unlimited money and resources. I'm giving that to you. Oh, I'm um, like, whoa, let's not get crazy here. <laughs> how, will you, how will you change the world? Oh, my goodness. Unlimited money and resources. I would help young children from really young age understand what it means to be an entrepreneur and that anything, absolutely anything is possible. I look at my... 13-year-old son, he's my stepson, but I just call him my son. I love him dearly. And I look at him and think, 
everything I tell him is all about being his own boss and creating his own things. And anything is possible if he dreams it up. And I love to see this, his wheels spinning. So I would put some, some good money there. Amazing. What do you hope the world looks like five years from now? I hope it's a place that we are a whole lot more kind and loving online. I think one of the things that I see a lot is that people, because you don't really have to show your face or be in real life, are really mean online sometimes. And it can really cut people down. So I'd like to see that we become a whole lot more compassionate, especially with the things we say and we do online. Isn't that crazy? I think I've had this conversation with a lot of my guests actually about just being part of a generation where like you and I didn't have the internet growing up, right? So we lived this whole first part of our lives, I think like as you should live in terms of like we had to go play and we had like we didn't look at a screen all day. And um, it's crazy though, like patterns that, because there'll always be mean kids in school, people can say bad things about other people, but how that's actually translated into this virtual world that we live in today. It becomes a whole lot more powerful when when they've got that iPhone in front of them. Totally. So yeah, I think it's it's a scary thing, and I think if we put some attention there and really focus on trying to make it better, it's definitely something that could be good versus bad. But it scares me a bit sometimes. How can we make it better? What do you think? One of the things I think we could do is all of us who have children or around kids, we've got to talk to them more. I'm constantly having conversations with Cade, my son, about the good and the bad of this world we live in, in terms of technology. And I also think we need to limit the time that they are on those devices. The other night I went downstairs, I've been building a new program. So I've been kind of like in my head, in my office, buried away. And I went downstairs and it was like eight o'clock at night. And my husband and my son were playing cards at the table. Now that is not a normal thing (laughs) in our house, the TV was off. They were playing cards and my husband came to bed. He's like, that was so fun. We need to do that more often. We need to turn off the devices. So it was really cool. I love it. I love it. What is your definition of success and have you achieved it? Mm. I would say my definition of success is to create a life by your own design. And I really do. And I appreciate this question because I don't slow down enough to appreciate that. Yeah, I feel like I am wildly successful in that. I live the life I want. I travel when I want. I um, have more than enough money to pay the bills and to save money for my son and all that good stuff. And we go on trips when we really want to get away and be together. And that is the kind of stuff that's important to me. So it's a life by my own design. And I would have never been able to create this type of life if I had stayed in the corporate world. Now, I'm not saying that you have to be an entrepreneur to create the life you want, but I don't think I knew how to do it then. So now I'm really passionate about no matter where I am, no matter what I'm doing, I choose to be there because that's the life I designed. Perfect answer. (laughs) (laughs) What do you hope will be your legacy? So I'm a simple kind of girl, truly. And I think, I hope my legacy will be that she loved and she was kind and she cared and she was compassionate. At the end of the day, it's really important to me that my students and my friends and my family know that I genuinely care about them. And I think doing online business, sometimes you can lose sight of that. So I want every single one of my students to know, like, I really care that you understand this and you get this and you create your life by your own design. So I hope that's my legacy. Good, good answers. All right, Amy, tell us where we can connect with you on the web. Well, thanks for asking. You can go to amyporterfield.com. Sweet. Amy, thank you so much. I'm, it, it means so much to me that you took the time out of your day to be on my show. You 
are an amazing human being and I am so proud to know you. Please. Well, thank you so much. And even though I know you're all grown up now, I still see you in swim trunks at the lake playing in the sand and you're like five years old. And I think you'll always be five years old in my mind. So (laughs) I love seeing what you're doing, but it was really great to connect. All right. I want to thank Amy again for chatting with me today. So much valuable content in there. And she really is as kind and authentic as she comes across. As always, you can find the links for everything we talked about today in the show notes, which can be found at thinkoutsidethelines.com slash podcast. And if you're enjoying the show, please head over to iTunes and be sure to subscribe. And if you have a second, please leave a review. Until next time, go out there and do what makes you happy today. And remember, the best way to predict the future is to create it.